Welcome to Alzheimer's Speaks Radio. I am thrilled you are with us today. I'm Lori LeBay, the host and founder of Alzheimer's Speaks. I'm also the daughter of a mother who had dementia for 30 years, and that's why I started Alzheimer's Speaks. I wanted uh, to raise everyone's voice so that they could find the resources, tools, products, and services that they so well deserve and to be able to give them choice and hope and help them live a better life. And so today we are going to be uh, talking with a company who has a, a real unique memory care, and I'll be introducing all of my guests here shortly. But before I, um, I introduce them, I always like to just give our new listeners a little background about Alzheimer's Speaks. Um, bottom line, we're an advocacy-based company providing multiple platforms to shift our dementia care from crisis to comfort around the world. And we do that by, again, raising everyone's voice. So you as a listener could be our next guest. We interview people with dementia, family members, um, business people, researchers, advocates, um, you name it, authors, musicians, movie directors, uh, everyone's voice counts, children. We all impact one another and we all need to work together if we're really going to shift our, our care culture. Um, Alzheimer's Speaks is also a platform that can help companies build their brand and expand their, their footprint by leveraging our content. And so if you are a company who is interested in that, please reach out to me. Now, our, our listeners as a whole are our biggest raving fans, and they, they are the ones who have gotten us recognized by Oprah and Maria Shriver and Dr. Oz and ShareCare. And it's through their likes and clicks and building this community um, that uh, it just builds my heart. And I, I love what I do. And I can't thank you enough uh, for helping us help others. And so, again, I would encourage you to reach out to me and let me know what your story is, because your story is important to others as well. It just eases everybody's path when we know we're not alone. And as much as you might not think that you know, you are 10 steps ahead of somebody else and probably 10 steps behind. But that's the way all of life, you know. And so uh, dealing with dementia is absolutely no different. I also want to give a shout out to a company that I, I just adore. You may know them as Dementia Raw. The company is actually called the Silver Dawn Training Institute. They're going to be in Minnesota in White Bear Lake, August 6th and 7th, and they're gonna be putting on their um, unscripted, unconventional, and unapologetic training program, which deals with real life scenarios and really helps all of us as care partners look at the patient's vantage point in terms of what is it that they're looking for. And you can get more information on this by going to cdcsdementiabraw.com cdcsdementiaraw.com, and they are doing these trainings all around the country, and they'd love to come to your, your neck of the woods as well. Who else do I want to give a shout out to? The Roberto app. Uh, if you haven't heard of the Roberto app, it's a really cool app where it measures your brain function, and they are bringing this into schools and doing challenges. They're bringing it into businesses to help build teams. 
but you as an individual or a team can do this together and just monitor how's your brain doing. And it might might surprise you when you start seeing your results that, gosh, you know, I, I, I sunk down a little bit, but I didn't get much sleep last night. And realize that some of those things that we do have control over can impact us. Or I'm really under stress. Um, or I, I didn't drink that much water and I'm dehydrated. Those are all things that can be corrected. And if you're seeing significant changes and steady changes, well, then you might want to go to the doctor and bring that in. And that will help along with the assessment as well. And you can just go to the robertoapp.com or go to alzheimerspeaks.com and you can actually get a, um, an extended trial through using our code. Um, and you can just find that on the homepage. And then I always like to give a shout out to Maria Shriver, especially in June. She does her Move for the Minds event, which is taking place all around the country and is in Europe as well. And that's kind of a, an educational program that she does. And it has to do with fitness and diet and does some panels. And you can find more information on that by going to her Women's Alzheimer's Movement, and that's the womensalzheimersmovement.org, and uh, you'll find, find some great info there. So it's time to introduce my patiently awaiting panel here. And I'm very excited to, to have this team on because they, they really have developed a unique quality memory care, and I think that that is just so so greatly needed. They are part of the Ambient team at Mill City. And I'm going to start by introducing uh, Tommaso Caminato. He is the program director and the events um, manager for Abiton. And he was born and raised in Rome. Not that you could tell from the accents at all. And uh, or Tommaso, from my last name. Yeah. <laughs> or from my last name. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And Tommaso has a master's in philosophy from Rome University and a master's in film from Columbia University. He has extensive knowledge uh, um, in the arts and film and music and performance and culture and in general, and he just brings all of that to the residents that live at Abington. And he really is the thread that holds together all the pieces of his professional career and his calling for customer care and service for others. So welcome today, Tommaso. Hi, nice to be with you. Hi. Great to have you here. I'm going to also um, inter introduce your cohort here, uh, Jessica Bonstraw, and she has been with Abiton for the past year as a resident service coordinator, and she also assists the clinical director overseeing daily functions of the Terrace, which is their, their memory care program. Um, Jessica has her bachelor's degree in gerontology and an emphasis in neuropsychology from the Minnesota State University of Moorhead. She is also a certified dementia practitioner through the National Council of Certified Dementia Practitioners and an advanced care planning facilitator through Honoring Choices of Minnesota. So welcome, Jessica. Thank you for having me. And then in our upper corner here is Ruth Colby. And Ruth is the wife of a former memory care resident who lived at Abiton. So welcome, Ruth. Well, great. Hi, Ruth. Um, we're going to start out by, um, and Jessica, I'm going to point this question to you. Um, if you can explain what Abiton 
is about. Yeah, so Abatan is an ecumen location. Um, ecumen is a nonprofit organization that's been around for over 150 years. Um, as a company, our core values are to honor, serve, empower, and innovate. Um, and if, quite a few years ago, Catherine Roberts, our CEO, asked the question of what is lacking in senior living. And to be innovative, Abaton was born. Uh, we are a very stylish 55-plus retirement community in the heart of downtown Minneapolis, right by the Stone Arch Bridge and the Guthrie Theater. Um, so it, innovative is what we are. I was really amazed when I came down there because it is a very different setting and it's very cultural based and you just you just feel that oomph and that energy just when you get out of your car and are, are walking towards the building, which is, which is really fun. Uh, Tomaso, is there anything that you wanted to add to that? Well, I think you sort of said a little bit of it. I think what's great about Abitan is how close we are to a lot of the great downtown offerings. And so because of that, we can partner uh, with a lot of great um, cultural uh, places here in downtown. And so that's what helps us enhance our programming too. I think we can tap into uh, great resources which are available to us because they're so close. And we definitely make sure that we do a lot of that and that we give that to our residents. Right. Now, Ruth, um, coming from the family side, did you notice a difference in Abitan versus other communities or, or maybe you didn't view other communities prior? My husband was, in fact, in another memory care facility, which was absolutely not a fit for him or for our family. And so we, he was only there about three, three and a half weeks, but we knew we had to make a change. So my daughter and I both looked for other facilities to move my husband to. And my daughter saw Abitan listed somewhere and she decided to come down and have a look. Uh, she called me and she said, you have got to come down here. You are <laughs> going to come this place. And she was absolutely right. I knew immediately that this was the place I wanted to be. Oh, that's and, nice. Yeah. And it, Part of the reason is the staff, and you just have heard from two of the people that I dearly love as a result of my husband being here. Wonderful. Okay. And we will hear a I little think bit. What... Also, how, how do you feel your community is different from other memory care community programs? Possible with uh, uh, cultural institutions that have high credentials in, in, in the city and that can bring a programming that is not just what you would see in other communities, but as a, as a quality and a level that, that stands out. For example, I'm thinking we, we welcome MacPhail Center for Music four times a month. We partner with the University of Minnesota, and we've had for the last six months, we've had a teacher and a student of hers, a, teach, a PhD teacher of theater, and a student come to do storytelling groups with our with our with our residents we our painting classes are held by a adjunct professor at Osborne, Osborne college and so i think it's truly the the quality and the and the credentials of the people that we try to partner with 
for our for our wellness, we partner with a local company that is called Above and Beyond Senior Services, and they have they have uh, occupational therapists and uh, licensed medical professionals that come and help uh, our residents be stronger and work on their balance. And they've and it's amazing what I've seen them be able to do because of what they do every day. They 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 sometimes I, I'm surprised by what they can get our residents to do as far as standing up and being on their feet. And so it's just like the whole idea is to try to give our residents the best life possible. We are known for the art of living well. And so we try to, uh, we try to think at our residents, first of all, and what can we do to make their lives better every day on what we offer on a, on a, on a daily basis. What would our residents want? What would our residents need? And how can we give them this at, at its best? Mm-hmm. I like that, the art of living well, because you really, you are really putting in the art and the culture in that it's not just a phrase. Um, you're really- we, we truly are. I mean, art, culture, performance, theater, uh, film are very, very important to, to the residents in our, on our terraces. And that's what we, we try to get to know them and understand who moves in and, and understand that the arts and the people that decide to move downtown, the families that are looking for that setting for their loved one, even in memory care, it's because that's what they've had all their life. That's what they've been exposed to. That's what has made them tick. That's what their passions are. And so we just... We, that's what our same passions are. I mean, there are my passions. So there is a great connection with the residents on travel and culture and music and art and uh, books. And that's what we just every day, as much as we can, try to live together. Mm-hmm. Well, I have to go up to Ruth because she looks like she's going to burst up there with a big old smile when you were talking. <laughs> so. Um, Ruth, do you want to speak to to what Tommaso was saying and, and how that impacted your husband and your family? Sure. Um, my husband had really body dementia, and by the time we got here, he was pretty well advanced in his disease. Um, the staff was extraordinary, and they tried to find out what Ralph had been interested in, and they met that need. They read to him. He loved to sing. They um, took him <laughs> to all the music little get-togethers that they had. And we were able to just interact so well because the staff ratio at that time was it was relatively new. And so there was almost always a staff person with my husband interacting, taking care of him, humoring him, correcting him, and cajoling him. They were just they're fabulous. It was just fabulous. You know, I, I couldn't have I couldn't have dreamed it. Well, it sounds like staff had more of an attitude or an air of, of friendship than staff and patient relationship. I think I think you what I what I, I think you hit on something just Lori. I think what we what it what is what the terraces is 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 friendship and family. I mean, even the residents by themselves, it's, it's a tight community. We do all mm-hmm. we can to spend as much time with every single resident, but to have as much as possible the residents connect with one another. So friendship and family, I really think are, I really think are 
two words that really uh, depict us very well. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I, I talk about when I um, do speaking and training is I call it family by choice. And it sounds like you as staff have taken on that role of we are family by choice. Not that we have to be yes. here, but that we want to be here. And you're not taking away from family. You're not judging family. You are just adding to the mix and and, and easing the burden for for everybody so that people can get back to their core relationships. and and really enjoy one another. And I think that that's, that's a fabulous thing. Jessica, was there anything that you wanted to add in terms of your differentiation for the memory care? Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things I always talk to families about as they move in is let us take care of the needs and you can go back to being the daughter or the wife or the husband or whatever the relationship is and having us kind of take more of those difficult moments from them so that they can just enjoy their time with their family members. And what we've found is that through creating that bond with that, with that family member is we, like you said, we become a part of their family and a part of that life with not only the resident, but their loved ones as well. Yeah. It's a, it's a neat relationship to have, um, and it can be such a struggle. And, and Ruth, I would imagine that you felt this with the place your husband was with prior when you don't trust, when you don't feel comfortable, and that added angst. And then when you feel like, oh, they get them. They, they, they understand my person, you know, and they love them, and they, they feel the joy and the pain, and they're just on top of it. It's, uh, it's an incredible feeling. Yeah, the staff is takes care of the family. I mean, they reach out to us and they're very supportive to us as well. Mm-hmm. So I, um, I just think they are doing a marvelous job. Not, not only was the programming and the care fantastic, but the facility itself is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like you're in a fancy hotel when you walk down the corridors. And it's just a beautiful environment. For people to feel good, it's bright, it's bright, it's colorful, and it's really um, very pleasant. Yeah, yeah, it has great views. has a has a restaurant that's open to the public. You know, so your cafe too. We have a restaurant, a a cafe too during the day. Yeah. What are some of the other other physical features that you have in, in the building as a whole? This is, is absolutely beautiful. I think the floor is filled with windows, um, so lots of natural light. We have two terraces that are outdoors um, with an actually insane amount of flowers blooming at the moment. It's kind of a jungle out there, um, and it's all interactive for the residents to use. Um, So lots of space for them to relax, places to sit, um, and then also to be outside and, you know, hands in the dirt and things like that. Uh, Jessica talked about the actual terraces and the outside. Right now we have a garden that is outside in full bloom on one of the terraces. And it's so amazing and gets so much light that we started calling it the jungle because everything is growing so much and there's a resident that loves taking care of it every night we go together to water it and we have our own rhubarb and our strawberries and it's just like i'm surprised it gets so much light that it's really like 
we're going to have the opposite problem. Like, this is getting way too much. So it's fun. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, it's great to see. And, and one last thing is, like, I personally, I think that as staff members, the first time I'm, I got to the terraces, it was before anyone, anyone moved in, before it was open, I couldn't believe it myself. I said, oh, my God, this is great. I mean, my first reaction is, wow. There's so much light. This is so beautiful. And just for that light, it's just it's so great to be there. You know, it's just, just even the first impact you get. It's just, it's well, a, and there's, it's there's studies cool. out there that talk about natural light and the effects that it has on people yeah. and things. Now, do you yeah. guys have, like, physically, like, a beauty salon and movie theaters and, and things like that as well? There, um, exercise. We have a beauty salon on the terraces, and our residents love every Tuesday to go and get their hair done. There are some that I can predict all the hairdos, and they look wonderful. And uh, we don't have a pool. We don't have a, a like a theater, as in like a theater room. We have a big screen, and and we do do movie nights, but we don't have an actual uh, theater room. Mm-hmm. We have. Huge open spaces, though. And in these open spaces, the great thing is that we were, we're able to bring a large amount of, of, uh, of musicians. Like, we've had, uh, we've had uh, groups from MacPhail come and play violins, the clarinets, guitars. And we've had a full orchestra of high school students with their conductor. So the, 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 the space allows a lot of um, entertainment. Well, and that's nice to be, because uh, I think sometimes people get so busy having all these little spaces, but then it limits your ability to be flexible and creative in terms of what you're pulling in. And so having that big space, um, to me, makes a we lot have of sense. Very, we have a very open and interchange. how do you say, we, here's where my Italian comes in, interchangeable or reshaping space. We can shape it. As neat. Yeah, which I think makes sense. Now, Jessica, I wanted to ask you about staffing because, you know, I go, I go around the country and people are always whining and going, ah, we're short staffed and the staff we have really isn't even the quality that we want and we, and we can't even keep those people. And yet you guys seem to be able to secure staff and, and keep good people. How are you doing that? Yeah, so I think our location helps with this a lot. We've been able to tap into the universities that are kind of surrounding us. So we get a lot of students that are studying to be nurses or social workers. And what we're finding is that we're really able to hire people that have personal values that align with the values that we want to have as a company. Um, And through that, it just kind of naturally has happened where we've been able to really train them and coach them to be able to connect with people, the residents and the families. And once they form those connections, that retention program becomes a lot easier for us um, because now they've connected to not only the company on their values and morals, but also connecting to the people that live here. Um, We also really empower them um, to make them feel like they are making a difference. We know that their job is probably one of the toughest there is. Um, And they're the ones in there and dealing with not only the emotional difficulties that come with the job, but also the physical ones as well. Um, So to feel supported and to help them through those difficult times and then empower their voices to make a difference. So when they have really innovative ideas, 
that we listen and we follow through on those. Um, recently, one of my favorite ones is we had a resident that we could not get to drink fluids. And one of the resident assistants had the idea of bringing in a wine glass because the resident would always ask for wine with dinner. And now she drinks all the fluids we could ever want just because if it's out of the wine glass. So really letting them be creative. They know their residents. They know them better than anybody sometimes. And so to really be able to let them feel empowered and then it helps create that job security for them as well. Yeah, that that buy-in, when you allow them to, to, you know, make some changes and, you know, when they take hold, feel that pride and that success and, and shared vision. Um, yeah, that's a, that's a big piece, I think, that's missing out there today. And I think what all this brings to is that I truly believe that from at every level, all of us that are here at Abitant, we, we love being here. We just... We love coming to Abidan every day. We love the, the opportunity that we have of uh, every day of making a different, difference in somebody's life and see someone come back to life, see someone smile, see someone be happier than the day before, work with the families. I think every single person here, the, the one thing I love about it is that I'm surrounded by people that are happy to be part of this. And it's just contagious. It's, and I hope and I hope and I feel that Families see that and feel that, and it just makes it beautiful. Well, let's ask the family, Ruth. <laughs> is that something that you you see and feel? Well, I, I just wanted to add, Lori, that when my husband passed away, um, it's okay. I I um, I'm sorry, but anyhow. I just wanted to add that when Ralph passed away last year, I received a little booklet where everybody in the staff anyway, where everyone in the staff wrote something about my husband that was very personal. And I treasure that. Oh dear, I wish I, I wasn't going to do this. That's okay, you're making me do it too. But you know what, that's because, you know, if we love deeply, we grieve deeply, you know. And and then, you know, you I, I can feel your gratitude to the staff coming through as you talk on how much yeah. that meant, you know. And, yeah. and that... I treasure that, and I often read through it. Yep. And it just dear comments from everyone. Yep. Yeah, it's it's those little things that make huge differences because you really, you know, your staff appears to really get it, and they 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 get the families. They're part of the family. You're part of their family, you know. And and the memories go both ways. And I think that's to me one of the biggest differentiations in a lot of um, communities out there is that, you know, we talk about being person-centered, but so much of person-centered nowadays is actually very task-oriented, and it doesn't have heart to it. And everything that has been said so far um, has heart to it. I mean, it, it's brought you to tears. I, that's, a, that's a beautiful, beautiful compliment, you know, to, to feel that deeply. Um, that's I, my mom was in a in a place too where 
they really got her. And then um, three staff all left at the same time and they never regained that, never. And the last four years of her life, I, I literally wanted to move her, but I couldn't because she was too far along in the disease. And, and yet I knew it wasn't the best care, but I also knew the transition wouldn't be good for her. And I, I had to just reframe it and be grateful that she had what she had for as long as she had it there that we all did. Um, but it's, there's a big difference when staff truly get a, you know, being relationship based and being part of the family with you. And so thank you for sharing that. It is all about heart. Yeah. Now, you know, we were talking a lot about the individual and kind of what you do to support, you know, the residents. And we've talked a little bit about how you support families. But Jessica, can you get into that a little bit deeper for us? Yeah, so one of the ways, you know, that we really focus on person-centered focus, like you said, is also to know that that's not just meaning that person. Um, the person comes with a package um, and viewing that as a whole and viewing the family as part of that as well. Um, making sure that the staff are well-versed enough, at least in the disease process, to really feel like they can help those family members through those difficult moments I think as a company, we're really honored to be able to be with people in those vulnerable times and those difficult times. And so being able to kind of guide them through that journey and be a part of that journey with them um, and to make sure that the family feels supported every step of the way. Um, you know, at, during, at certain points of the disease, we understand that conversation can be difficult and it can be hard for families um, to really get connect with their loved one. And so offering a lot of tools, um, we have what's called It's Never Too Late. It's an interactive program that we have here, and it's um, very tech-savvy and fun. It's a fun way to connect with residents. It's a new thing for us, and we've been able to use it as a tool to connect the families. So in those times where conversation is lacking or difficult, um, the staff can pull that out and really help you know, the younger generations kids and grandkids and great grandkids be able to connect with them as well yeah that's a that's a fun program it's, yeah. for example one thing that families can use it for is like if there is a family member that lives far away in the united states or even in a different country and uh, and uh, can't come over to visit there's a big way to do a big skype screen so you know on a big screen the resident can see the loved one and they can communicate just like we're doing visually and not just with the voice and that always brings a lot of joys and joy yeah yeah that's a really uh, um a neat concept and you know even I'll, I'll share a story when my mom was dying and um she was in hospice i <clears throat> i was in arizona speaking and my family thought i was crazy because i left but she had come to me in dreams and said you're not going to be here i need to know you're going to continue your work and so here I am uh, down in baggage claim and my daughter calls and says, I, I, think, I think this is it. You want to say goodbye to grandma one more time. And so, of course, I said, sure, put her on the phone. And my daughter said, how about if we FaceTime? And I had not thought about FaceTiming. I just thought about talking on the phone. And so here I am in baggage claim saying goodbye to my mom again. And, and, it was, and she ended up not passing away, but we communicated the whole time I was gone. 
And even though my mom's goal, what she came and told me in the dream was I need you gone because I need to know you're going to continue to your work, but I also need you gone because the rest of the family has to experience death. And my mom was always big on that whole process. And yet I could help them through the process. I could recognize things by video and direct them to physically do things. So getting, if it was warm towels or cold washcloths or swabs or ice chips or whatever. And I was totally able to be part of and, and it, it was such a powerful piece. I mean, we did last rites. We did everything together. We did a vigil together. And, you know, I had a brother who was out of line. I could put him in line because nobody else would. And everybody laughed. And, and so that power of video, I think so many people poo-poo it, but it is so strong. And, you know, when I deal with people with dementia all the time, what they tell me um, which I don't think is common knowledge to, to most families and, and sometimes even staff is the importance of a lot of them like can't listen to the radio, but they can watch the video because they can't follow the words because they're just out in the air and they need to read our nonverbals, what you guys had mentioned uh, earlier, and to be able to read our lips. And they didn't realize how much of that they used until, you know, they got dementia. And so for families to understand the importance of that, um, I think is really critical. And, and it can, I think, hold families and friendships together when people can't physically be there. You know, they can still yeah. have interactions. And at Abitan, in the case of this technology, IN2L, it's never too late. The families also experience it firsthand. They come in and they can see that we're having... Um, an activity with this around this screen, but there's, al there's always what I mean, often there's me facilitating it. And there are some amazing things that we can do with it. Like there is, I've just discovered this program on it, which I love, which is basically lyrics of the songs of the forties, fifties or sixties. And so like the residents, I'm always surprised how much they can finish the lyric. And then we go and hear the song and our residents right now are, there's a, big strong presence of female population and we love to sing along together so so that has been helps us even more being together and communicating and and being you know one with one another and it's just been great and fun to discover i mean there's things that i can discover with it every day it's also very helpful too now ruth as a, as a family member when you saw those group activities when you would walk in and see your husband engaged how did that make you feel well of course i was delighted that that he felt comfortable enough to participate as much as he could um a couple of the caregivers actually had lovely singing voices and they would sing hymns with him my husband was um a clergyman and he, of course, knew the words to all the hymns, and a couple of the staff people did too. And so when he wasn't participating in the group, when they were caring for him, they would sing to him. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Now, Tommaso, did you want to add anything um, in, in terms of, you know, how you see Abiton caring for the care partners as well? I think Jessica said so much i i mean I, I think what we try to do the the minute we we a family comes in with their loved ones is just as much as possible uh, 
get to get to know one another in in every way possible and to understand uh the family's needs and their what their what their hopes and how we can help and why they see where they see that we can help the most and what they would like to see happening i think communication is key and we truly try to do from the very first second as that as to communicate as much as possible and as long as possible and and when it's possible as intimately as possible we try to really get to know one another and to help each other get to know the person that's moving to to, to our terraces to the memory care to, to, together to get to know that person better and and make sure that his or her life with us is the best that it can be. Great. Ruth, anything um, else that sticks out for you in terms of how, how the staff cared for you and your family while your husband was there? Well, mostly they always touched me and wanted to know how we were doing. They were always there to get us anything that we needed. Um, I just, I just cannot say enough about how well we were looked after when Ralph was here. It was really, um, it was a gift. It really was a That's nice. I, I find one of the, the big differences in communities is when, a lot of times communities only communicate when something goes wrong. <laughs> You know, we screwed up a mess, somebody's sweater's missing, or, you know, somebody fell, and it's, it's a lot, and it's like, and then they wonder why family doesn't trust them. You know, well, hello, but when you're communicating moments of joy, and when they're walking in and experiencing those, it, that just changes everything, I think, for a family member. Um, yeah, you, you just made me think that, for example, one thing I've started doing with Jessica, we started doing lately is sharing so many pictures of any time of the day, selfies, or when we go on walks on the Stone Arch Bridge, or uh, when a group comes to the music, or, you know, I mean, there's, there's so many moments that, we, that maybe the family doesn't get to see, but with, with videos, and you know, these days it's so easy with technology that we just, you know, we can send it to their iPhones directly, and we can send a video of their loved one dancing, and they would never have expected that that has happened, and smiles and joy. I mean, that is just so wonderful to do. I mean, I do it automatically because I say, oh my God, I want to, I take a lot of pictures and a lot of videos, and I want to share them with families because it's just beautiful. So. Yeah. Well, uh -huh. the, the problem is that is Tomasa has no enthusiasm. Have you noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> I know what I said. He's a little flat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. It, it is nice that you, um, I guess a lot of companies have shut down, you know, no cameras, no videos, no photos. And, and I, I really, I, I understand they're worried about the abuse, but I think it's kind of throwing the baby out with bathwater. You know, I think there's so much more good. And, you know, then you get rid of those people who are abusing it, but it, it does yeah. so much for your culture. And I just want to point out that we only send it to the families and yeah. to the people, you know, I mean, there's, it's a closed circuit. I mean, yeah. my enthusiasm. Yeah. yeah. No. And, and I, I think our audience gets that too, that, you know, it, but it, it does, it makes a huge, huge difference to family. Um, to be able to see those joyful moments. And, and one of the things that I think, 
sometimes staff don't understand is the amount of pressure families are under and the limited time that so many have. And so I know for me, when I would come to visit my mom initially, I was, I was looking for problems because I wanted to improve it. And I, the only way you can improve it is to find problems. But then I realized, oh my God, all I'm looking for is problems. So that's all I'm going to see, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, and so, but it was because I didn't trust the staff yet because I wasn't, I wasn't in communication with them or they weren't with me on a, on a real authentic level. It was more, yeah, 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 yeah. You know? And I understand because, you know, one has to earn that trust. So, mm -hmm. you know, I, I see that. And uh, one thing I'll just say on the pictures, like one beautiful thing that's been happening is that sometimes I cannot be in a certain activity. You know, maybe there's some music and I have to be in a meeting or the, the, the guy that does the painting comes. And the families, if they're there, they themselves send me pictures, say, hey, look how great this is today and look how much fun we're having. So it's just a beautiful exchange. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think communicating to like being their eyes, you know, today, for example, we had a resident who um, has been having kind of a tough time and it's been hard on her daughter. And today is a, a really good day. Mm -hmm. And so I emailed her right away this morning and made sure that she knew I mean, she lives in the area. And I think sometimes giving them that opportunity to know, like, it's going to be a good day and you're going to have good moments today. So it would be a good time to come and kind of giving them that, that reassurance, because sometimes during the difficult times, it can be hard for families to even sometimes work up the courage to come. Um, which we completely understand and empathize with. And so to communicate with them on the good days so that they know it would be a good day to come. Yeah. So I have a question. When you guys do your activities, Tommaso, um, can families partake in that? So, you know, when you do oh. your music and all of those types of things? The families are welcome to be with us at any time. And I actually sometimes kind of even drag them in if they're like, you know, some might be a little more timid or resistant say no no come along talk to us uh, be with us share with us and so at, at any time I mean absolutely there's not any activity that a family member that's visiting if they want to join should not feel free to join or is not encouraged to join and on the other side though I also I wanted to point out that one thing that I think it's we do a lot among our staff is that we talk about our residents daily and constantly and multiple times during the day. So there, there's often times in which we realize, you know what, so-and-so, you know, he or she wants some time one-on-one -on -one today. We, they shouldn't come to the activity. We, we ask our residents, do you want to join us for this? Do you want to join us for tea? Do you want to just, or, you know, and sort of work together on, okay, so this is not a good time and, and leave a resident aside and maybe doing something with, with a staff member while there's an activity going. So there's always a, there's a lot of, um, the freedom uh, is respected, the freedom of the person, the, the, the desires and the wishes as much as we can, as much as they can come through, we try to capture them and, and you know, go with that. Well, and that's nice, because a lot of times, you know, people do all these big activities and everything's a group activity and someone's more of an introvert, has been all their life, and, and some of them might change and become an extrovert, but most of them are probably still going to be an introvert, and that's not a conversation. Jessica and I see both of that happening. Some slowly say, oh, my God, 
this just happened and some just stay introvert and some actually, for example, a funny example, we, uh, we have a resident that has always keep, came in and kept saying, I hate dogs, I hate dogs, I hate dogs. And then we have a dog that comes, a therapy dog that comes with, a, with its lovely owner every now and then. But after a few months, suddenly, oh my gosh, she's this dog's best friend and she loves the dog. So, I mean, it's just wonderful to see how things can change. And somebody who said, I hate dogs for two months, suddenly it's really the dog best friends gets pictures with his dogs. And also how somebody else just stays introverted, wants to stay in the room. And how can we provide care also in that case? And how can we go to the room with a book? with a song, with a, with a hymn, as Ruth was saying, or mm-hmm. with talking about history or whatever, or even just being there in silence. Yeah. You know? Silence yeah. is very important yeah. too. So. Yeah. Or uh, another good activity, especially with women, is just painting their nails, you know. and yeah. uh, Or complimenting them on their clothes is a very good activity with women, yep. yes. Yep. Or jewelry, don't forget the jewelry. <laughs> yeah, jewelry or the clothes. You know, I know that Tuesday, all our, all, a lot of our lady residents do their hair, and I make a point of, and I notice it, it actually looks beautiful. So, yeah. You know, yeah. I'm well, happy too when I get a compliment. So, you know, I'm happy when I get given compliments from my residents too. So. Yeah, it is, it is nice um, the depth that you guys go to to know your residents and your family. And, and that is, Sadly, more rare than what I see out there in my travels. Um, And some of that has to do, I think, with with staffing and lack of staff. And some of it has to do with training. And some of it has to do with just company philosophies. Um, But I think when you combine what you guys have combined with a, a beautiful environment, with lots of natural light, lots of arts and culture, um, upbeat personalities um, for staffing and, and people who actually want to be there, who enjoy coming to work and aren't just showing up for that paycheck. Not that you want any of those to be taken away, you know, but, but that you, you are truly getting something out of all these relationships. And I, I think, again, that's uh, one of those stigmas and myths that when you are giving care to somebody with dementia, you can't get anything in return, that it's all about depleting yourself. And we set people up, both family and professionals, for burnout versus when we use those words care companion or care partner. And, and we're really, um, you know, kind of that uh, family by choice. You know, we're there because we want to be that that just that changes the whole culture um, and it changes our, our words are powerful and you know they set our expectations and they change our outcomes and so it's it's very fun to hear and see what all you're doing now, right now for example right uh, right now we have we speak multiple languages too on our on our terraces so everybody's we have some residents that two residents i can think of one that speaks Italian, another one that speaks Spanish. So we have a book like Spanish for Dummies going around so that all of, we can all try to learn that language. So we're also slowly, because of our residents that are international right now, we've all had to learn a new language. And so we do that too. Cool, that benefits everybody. Um, Now, Ruth, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, how you came to to choose Abiton. You know, your, your daughter had researched it 
and um, you know all the fun things that you found and seen. Is there anything else that you'd like to add um, that we haven't discussed so far? One of the things um, I liked immediately, I loved the environment and I loved the people that we met initially. But when Ralph actually, and I actually brought my husband here to visit before we came. And so he looked around and I, you know, I, I wasn't just sure how he was going to respond, but he seemed to be very comfortable with it. He hated the other place we were. So when he came on that very first day, just about the entire company came in to greet us. The executive director, the chef, the janitor, all of the staff that works in the office and the people who were caring for him came in to introduce themselves and welcome us. I mean, who's ever heard of that happening? It was just an amazing experience. Yeah. Well, it makes it feel right, and and you feel respected and acknowledged and and welcomed, you know. All which goes back to Ecumen's honor, serve, um, empower, and and innovate. You know, it, it really is is taking all of those things into consideration and putting them into action. If I can say something, Ruth mentioned the chef. I think one thing that is great about the terraces is that the the food every day is from is is the food from our Smith and Porter restaurant. So I personally, you know, I, I try to eat next to our residents as often as possible, but it's just so good. I mean the food is it's really, really good. I yeah. Unbelievably good and when you see it's an awesome plate on, you know. Yeah, it makes, it makes a big difference um, when you've got restaurant style food and high quality and it's, uh, it's laid out on the plate nicely and, um, it, you know, and the surroundings uplift all of that. It just uh, makes a huge, huge difference there. I would just add that the meal time was not a set time. If people were sleeping in and didn't want breakfast till 10.30, that's when they had their breakfast. And so they had some choice about when they were ready to eat, which is really a lovely thing for people. So that was another really nice, nice plus. Yeah, again, getting to know the, the person and, and what mm -hmm. their needs are and what their desires are. Um, Tommaso, anything else you want to add as we wrap up? I think we've touched on so many things. I, I just, you know, um, hope that, um, that the joy that we have in being at Abitan and our love to be here is something that my desire is that we can keep continuing to, to communicate that and to, and to have people experience it with us and families experience it with us. That's all I would say. Okay. I mean, we look, we, we, it's always a pleasure to have people come visit us and, and get to know us. And yeah. Okay. Jessica, how about you? Um, I just want to thank Ruth for being a part of this. Um, my experience with Ruth and Ralph um, meant a lot to me, and it's something that I hold really near to my heart. So I want to thank her for joining us on this and sharing her experience. 
And then also thanking you, Lori, for giving us this opportunity. Yeah, well, it's it's always interesting to hear other people's stories and and what's working. You know, what feels <laughs> right. And um, can I just mm-hmm. sorry? Can I just Jessica made me think of something that I can share about Ruth. Is that thanks to Ruth and her family, we got our first piano. Oh. Uh, one of Ruth's family members. Oops, here I am again. One of Ruth's family member is a is a great. Uh, pianist and uh, and uh, and singer and so we researched online what piano we could get and she helped me get a deal so actually every day at Abitan we think of them because that's that's what we play on so yeah so thank you thank you Ruth Yeah, that, that is, that's wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. Well, it was a pleasure to, to hear your story and to be able to hear and see your passions, all of you, and, uh, and what the terrace at Abiton has, has meant to each of you. And, and, and Lori, thank you for your mission, for what you're doing. Thank you so much, really. Yeah, well, your mission is wonderful. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Well, we're all in this together. So um, if people want to go to the website, um, you can go to the terraceatabaton.org uh, and get more information there. Um, or you can call Vicki Gunderson. I have her number down uh, as 612 418 5994, that's 612-418-5994, and just ask for Vicki Gunderson, and you guys are open to tours and, and things, or could people come in and uh, maybe have a meal and kind of see, see, you know, check it out and see what the atmosphere is really like? I know that that's uh, something very common, and uh, be able to see you guys in action. Well, thank you again for sharing your story and uh, taking the time to be with us today. And those of you viewing, please feel free to pass this along and and please reach out to Abiton and learn learn more. Bye now. Bye. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.